It's time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing, episode number 110, The Prediction Show. It's recorded live December 29th, 2012. On today's show, the most impactful stories of 2012, our six predictions for 2013, and our choices for companies to watch in the coming year. and welcome to episode number 110 of This Week in Location-Based Marketing, The Predictions Show. We are recording this live. It is December 29th, so we're a little bit ahead of time, but you were watching this probably on New Year's Eve or sometime after the brand new entrance of 2013. My name, Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, located in snowy Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as usual, for 110 consecutive episodes, Mr. Steve Kahn. Asif, buddy. Well, yeah. Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association. We finally got some snow in Toronto. So we're not quite up to where you are yet, Rob, but we're, we're getting there, hopefully. So uh, the whole city shut down then, I'm going to assume? Oh, yeah. We brought in the army. You know, <laughs> the, everybody's, everybody's in. Yeah. Torontonians, for those who don't know, are just a little bit fickle about the amount of snow that they get. They they forget. A lot of them are, you know, have, have uh, migrated to Toronto from Ottawa and uh, they forget what snow was really like when in their youth. And we have been hit by, I would say, and this is no word of a lie, maybe oh, uh, three and a half or four feet of snow in the last 10 days. It has been an incredible uh, couple of weeks leading up to Christmas and uh, for skiers. And it has been terrible for people who just have to shovel. Anyway. We're nowhere near that. We've got maybe half a foot. Half a foot. Yeah, it's nothing. It'll be gone by the weekend. It'll be gone by the weekend. So, uh, Asif, this is, uh, you know, our, 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 you know, our second and second uh, show that we're doing prediction show. And it's, it's just a, it's a you and I gabbing about the things that we saw in the past year that really surprised us. We're going to do a kind of a recap of the things that we saw uh, that are predictions and see how we did on our predictions. We won't highlight the things we missed. We will highlight the things that we got right, of course. And we're going to we're going to talk about our predictions for 2013. What we hope that happens in this industry. And then we're going to finish this off by kind of highlighting two companies, one by you, one by me, of the, of the who we think will be influencers this coming year even more so than what they were before. Now, these are companies that probably you've all heard of, I would say, um, but we'll give our reasons as to why these two companies are key, 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 key pillars for 2013 in, the, in this location-based marketing industry. It's going to be a packed show. We don't have a guest. We don't have a resource. We don't have any news other than this is our supplementary episode about what's going on in the industry. We'll be back next week with our full-on uh, you know, news what you've gotten used to over the last 109 episodes but uh sounds like a good show to me doesn't it yeah yeah really uh really excited to get going and kind of just recap and see where we scored well or where we didn't uh last year on our uh our predictions and uh hopefully you know a chance to kind of look towards the uh, the future as well all right so what do we do here do we just jump right in i think that we should we should talk about what happened in 2012 very quickly what happened in 2012 and I would ask you, you know, we talked about uh, some of the companies that we were thought were going to have influence in 20, 2012. And we think that they did a, a, a bang up job. But I got to ask you, was there anything 
first off, what was the most surprising piece of 2012 for you? What, what, what is there anything that stood out aside from the fact that you were probably on the road 110 days, I think is probably by my, my calculation out of a very shortened year. Um, what was the most surprising moment for you this year? Anything that stuck out? Well, I mean, just the continued overall ridiculous valuations on some of these companies, uh, you know, like the Instagram thing, like the Groupon. I, I mean, th these are just, uh, I don't, I don't understand how, how, you know, we get to valuations like that with the kinds of, you know, revenue that are, these companies are generating. It just didn't make any sense to me. I think we're going to see a massive correction around that kind of stuff. We're not going to see those valuations in 2013. It's just not going to happen. Um, you know, because we see, you know, you know, Groupon, you know, goes through that experience. They go public, the stock tanks. We see where Facebook stock is. We see, you know, like it's just, uh, you know, I, I think there's a, a much more of a reality check around that kind of stuff. Um, it's it, it just it's surprising to me it even it even gets to the kind of valuation that you know they they think they can get. Well, Anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, valuations are, uh, you know, they're tough to come by, but we all know that a billion dollars or the, I guess the equivalent of $780 million for for Instagram is going to be a longer play, but that, it just seems a little bit ridiculous and, and uh, I, I don't think that going that's going to go away anytime soon as 2013 comes into play because you said one of your predictions in 2012, this is going to be the year of consolidation and M&A strategic M&A always costs more than, than, you know, an asset buy. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what, I think that's what Facebook looked at with the... Well, I'm not, I'm not against acquisitions and M&A activity and, and uh, you know, all of that. I think it's, it's very good for the industry, uh, you know, for, for that to continue. I just, you know, I question, you know, whether something is, you know, worth 200 million or a billion. Right. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. Anyways, that's all. Yeah, I think that I mean that sits up there very highly with me. Is 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 one of the most surprising things, like the the numbers that we're seeing and the, and the veracity of the acquisitions. And I think you know yeah. we've talked about this in in many shows throughout 2012. Is that you know the thing that surprised me about 2012 was the sheer acceptance and willingness of the average consumer in 2012, and maybe maybe a leading edge consumer to jump onto a service with no regard about um, what the long-term prognosis of that service is, right? So, you know, people, people. there was a whole lot of backlash around Instagram trying to uh, turn their user base into revenue, which I think is insane. Uh, and I think that that's something that you got to scratch your head in an economy that doesn't think that a company like Instagram should actually be going out there and making money. But on the flip side is that we saw a lot of companies that their whole goal was to get bought. And that's the way that I felt of 2012 is that it was a yep. gold rush for these companies. And I think it's a disingenuous and it started with uh, Kevin Rose and Milk, right? Where I, I, I yes. was, that story really threw me off the deep end around the, the lack of respect some software companies have for their user base 150,000 people i don't care that's a lot of people it's bigger than a lot of small cities and towns in us and canada and they're using these products and then without a simple regard for their um their data for for their use of the product they go and sell the company probably a good decision to sell the company but a terrible decision for the users and i think that backlash is going to come full swing in 2013. that angered i don't know what it was about milk but that story, to me, stuck out. I was angry about that story. And uh, and I hope that we stop seeing these pure abuse of user base uh, come 2013. But I don't think that we will. So what was your best story? Is there anything that, that, that you loved that you just said, wow, God, I love this? 
You know, uh, two. Uh, one uh, that you know probably not a lot of people have heard of. Uh, we talked about it on one of the shows way back, uh, I think, in the first part of the year. Um, a company called Senzari. Um, uh, it's a radio uh, play. Uh, did a uh, sort of a, a mashup with Facebook Places, uh, um, which was kind of interesting for me. So, so, you know, I really like those kinds of things where we cross media and connect media together. Um, you know, we talked just even on last week's show, we talked about, you know, uh, you know Triton uh, Digital and, you know, the radio thing there. So for me, you know, I love, I love the stories where we see non-traditional, uh, you know, uh, media or non-online, let's just say, uh, or mobile, um, you know, starting to mash up with, with other things. So, you know, the Sanzari, uh, you know, web radio in this case, uh, hooking up with Facebook Places, as people check in, pushing recommendations to them of music based on where they are and what they're doing and, and things like that. You know, I really like that kind of stuff. So that's one for me. Uh, and the second one, uh, you know, where, you know, that, you know obviously much bigger um, visibility around is the relationships that started to emerge between um, Foursquare and Twitter, um, two separate relationships uh, with American Express. Uh, you know, that whole idea of, you know, sort of streamlining the uh, redemption process around deals and couponing, um, you know, getting, you know, sort of people and barcode scanning and all of that out of the way by simply, you know, paying for something, you know, associating your Twitter account or your, or your Foursquare account with your Amex card and then simply paying for whatever it is that you're buying with your Amex card and having the, the coupon or the discount come off, uh, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak, on your, on your bill, um, you know, and not having to show your phone and have it be scanned or do anything. Uh, I really like that. I, you know, I think the simplicity of it, it was key, um, and uh, I think we're going to see more of those kinds of things in, in, in the new year. It certainly, it certainly did pave the way, didn't it? Those, those kind of things, like you know, it, I think what that, those kind of stories did for me in 2012 was just cement that relationship, that that you, you know, to the between the money and the user, and and I think that this is where we're we're going to start to see. This is why I think that carriers play such a huge part in all of this, as and credit card companies is that if they're the termination point and everybody has to go through them at some point, these kinds of stories are going to be commonplace, right? Where 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 discounts and couponing and loyalty become dial tone on a credit card or on a carrier's bill, right? Like it's automatic. So a lot of the companies, and this is a lesson that I think we're going to learn in 2013, a lot of the companies that we're, we're going to start to see. Uh, that that's going to eliminate business models everywhere, and it's going to force a lot of a lot more innovation and a lot less me too that is happening in the industry right now. So yeah, those are huge stories, and you know that was early on in the year, and we haven't seen a lot more innovation around this um, since then. But the carriers and the credit card companies have woken up, and I think that that's what that's what it signified to me. It's big, 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 big. And that's why I love, I think, that companies like Square got in at the right time, where this is, you know, the opportunity to establish themselves was presented to them because they were in there before the uh, credit card companies and the carriers got involved. And uh, it's a unique instance in time that allowed Square to do what it's doing right now. Um, so what about the companies? We talked about uh, two companies last year, uh, and you mentioned one at the, at the very end of the episode. If you haven't watched the episode, you can go back and see how we did. We're not going to rehash it all, but the two, the company you chose was uh, was eBay, and the company that I chose to watch was Amazon. And then you made mention of this small little company, 
it was growing at the time um, to everybody should watch out that and that company was uber and uh, boy what a year they had uh, you know they're, they're getting up into Congress now about uh, you know the uh, you know they've been kicked out of cities because they've been uh, you know pushing unions around cab unions around but uh, what a story mm -hmm. what a story T tell me about uh, so what, what's your assessment on on eBay's ability to implement you know, I, I think uh, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll give myself a, a half check mark on on uh, on eBay. You know, I think uh, you know they did start to pull together. You know, the reason I picked eBay last year was, as I said, look, you know, they in, in twenty eleven they went and kind of acquired a whole bunch of pieces of the uh, sort of shopper optimization pie. Uh, you know, with the Wear acquisition, you know, they already had PayPal. You know, they um, you know they have all these pieces. They were starting to put together red laser, etc., and um, but they hadn't assembled it yet. And then, you know, around um, you know, I guess it was around May June of this year, you know, we started to see some announcements rolling out of eBay. You know, they announced uh, their gear uh, piece, which was their Square competitor. You know, uh, you'd be able to you know, uh, have a hardware piece that you could plug into your device and, and scan uh, or, or swipe cards through it. Um, they did announce uh, some couponing integration using the Wear platform uh, connected to PayPal. Um, so that was, you know, a, a good sign. Um, that's where, you know, I'll sort of give the half check mark. But we haven't seen the full-on, um, you know, integration yet. You know, where Red Laser and, you know, the uh, real-time inventory stuff all comes together in one sort of Uber shopping app. Um, and uh, so, so I think I think there's still some steps to be taken, um, but I think they they certainly made progress this year. Well, you know, it's my it's my uh, payment preference of choice, right? Uh, you know, yeah. uh, PayPal for me uh, and eBay. Um, I've fully bought into their ecosystem. Everything that I do is within the the PayPal system, and I think that you're right. If they can. If, if, if 2012 was a, a half check, think about what 2013 means to them. Yep. Uh, it's kind of a, not a pivotal year for them, but this is now getting very, very, very competitive. Yeah, and the PayPal piece is, you know, they, they spent a lot of time on that uh, yeah. this year and, and done some really great things with it. And, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm fully, in, uh, you know, I use PayPal all the time. But, you know, the Milo piece is, it hasn't really been leveraged. Yeah. You know, the red laser piece hasn't really been leveraged yet. I wonder. Uh, in terms of putting those together. Uh, yeah. The wear piece they've done with couponing, um, they've, been, they've been tying that in nicely with PayPal. Uh, but the other, some of the other components aren't quite there yet. I, I just wonder, Steve, maybe, maybe it was, we're not ready. We as consumers, the mass population of consumers weren't ready for all of this to happen at one point, right? And I think that, uh, you know, now... Maybe heading into 2013. I mean, eBay is always going to be a company that you should be watching. It's, it's, you know, we're not yep. going to, we're not, it's, we're not calling that out for this year, but it's going forward. eBay should be is a litmus test for you guys, and you should be watching that as well. So, yeah, I give you more than a half check mark. I mean, by the end of 2013, we'll have seen eBay's full potential, hopefully, and then you will look like an absolute freaking genius, right? <laughs> Always, it's, I yeah. think it's easy to predict one year out, but to predict two years out, man, that just that's going to blow people's minds. Um, so uh, on my vein, uh, you know, I looked at Amazon as uh, as my company, and I still think. I mean, if I could pick Amazon again this year, I would simply because I firmly believe in one of my predictions for 2013. I think Amazon is at the core of this prediction. So. Uh, Amazon, I, I mean, they did everything right in my mind. Uh, I think the challenge that they've had around the tablet side, 
around the Kindle Fire is simply uh, is is Apple. I mean, it's a formidable foe that everybody is realizing is not going to go away right away. Uh, the iPad is still the tablet of choice, and um, so they you know diverting their attention uh, to a tablet I think is the right choice, and it's going to be a payment. It's going to pay off in a couple of years, I think, as well, um, simply because I think that's the, the window of the future for retail. But uh, yeah, I would say that my assessment of how Amazon is done is a half check, but I still believe in my heart that this company is going to be the single most valuable company on the planet. And I think that that will happen within the next 18 months because of what's going to happen in 2013. I think that companies like Walmart um, and uh, will, uh, you know, they're not going away. Uh, Target, these huge companies that are that Amazon is now in that space competing with all of a sudden will will feel the pressure that Amazon is pushing on them and they will force them to innovate. And I think that that's very good for retail. It's very bad for margins. I think that this is one of the things that we're realizing is that mobile and digital and location have done a great job of absolutely destroying margins. Um, and uh, I think that that's good for the consumer. Tough, tough, tough for the uh, for the merchants. But, uh, you know, so I give myself a half grade. We'll see what happens in 2013. But Amazon is still, to me, one of the companies that you should be watching. Yeah, and I'm not going to disagree with that at all. I mean, I, I think uh, I'm with you. I think Amazon uh, is, is going to, uh, you know, if I was going to pick a second company for 2013, other than the one I'm going to pick, uh, um, you know, I, I would definitely put it, you know, that would be it. Um, you know, I think they're going to have a huge year. Um, you know, I, I do think the Kindle Fire is going to uh, start to get some, some traction, but you know, beyond, you know, I think there, there's huge opportunities for Amazon on payments. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think there's huge opportunities for them, you know, on local uh, information and news potentially to get into that space. Um, I, I think there's a lot of places where you know, Amazon has the power to go, uh, just given their reach. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. For sure. Yeah, there's so much more. And, and, and so, you, you know, I think that passing grades for us, uh, some of the other predictions were well, but uh, I mean, the one on Uber to me really stuck out as I was re-listening to that show. Uh, yeah. The fact that Uber has had the year that it has. Um, if you follow Chris Saka on uh, on Twitter, you know that he's a he's a huge supporter. And every, it just seems like every second or third tweet that was out there from my stream anyways was about Uber. So, um, you know, I can't wait. Uh, maybe you'll pull one out at the end of this show. But Uber to me was was by far. Uh, I was like an aftermention. Oh, by the way, just at the end of the show, here, watch this company this year because it's going to be one of the one for the run for the record books, and it was. And I think it's it's about to disrupt unions, cab unions. I think. Um, so I think you know that that was one of the big stories for me of 2012, and that came from you as well. Those are those are the. That's a recap of how things went last year and you know there were so many stories i was going through the episodes man we covered yeah and 52 episodes is an incredible number of of shows to cover and we covered uh you know an insane number of companies we spoke to some great 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 people this year and i can't wait to see next year and how these companies are doing and we really appreciate that but it's it's been an incredible incredible year but now it's time to say goodbye to 2012. kick it in the ass
Get it out of the door because 2013 is rolling around. If you're watching this, you're probably, it is 2013 right now. And, you know, our predictions are probably true by now. So why don't we, <laughs> yeah, that's how good we yeah. are. Why don't we, why don't we, we talk about this is that 2013, you know, I, I find it so amusing that, that everybody thinks that everything restarts January 1st, where in fact, business kind of shuts down for the first two weeks of January because, and January is a terrible month in business simply because we can't, for some reason, get past the 10 days we get off between Christmas and New Year's. But 2013 is a time for renew. We're going to look ahead and see, you know, from a I think from a rose-colored glasses perspective, what's coming down the road in this in this industry. Not a Kevin Rose. No, 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 not a Kevin Rose. Awesome. That man, even if he wants to be on the show, I won't let him on the show. Um, so tell us, what are your predictions? Let's start rolling through this. Yeah, you ready? Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, so the first one for me is, uh, you know, what I'm going to call the, the rise of the location-aware non-phone device. Uh, so, so much of what we've seen over the last couple of years has been, you know, focused on mobile devices, uh, you know, the phone, uh, apps, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and you know, we're going to see lots more of that in 2013 without doubt. But uh, I think for me, you know, for the first time we're going to see, you know, a great deal of, of effort and consumer attention actually as well being drawn to you know uh, location awareness outside of the mobile phone itself so things like proximity that we talked about recently where uh, you know they've got integration into in-car navigation systems uh, and they're pushing location-based deals uh, directly into the into those nav systems uh, you know, and working directly with the car manufacturers to do that you know Google goggles type technology um, you know we, we talked um, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago or two months ago about uh, Oakley uh, putting out a, a pair of uh, AR-based ski goggles, um, you know, as you're going down the hill and, and being able to visualize things around you and your height and speed and distance and all that kind of stuff being pushed into, the, in the, you know, projected into, into the goggles uh, based on where you are. Uh, we're going to see, you know, bus shelters, um, you know, get really smart. Uh, you know, with technology and be able to understand who's walking by them, time of day, you know, awareness uh, of things, uh, you know, so smartness uh, inside of, uh, uh, of buildings and units um, and Wi-Fi hotspots and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it, it's not just going to be about the mobile device anymore, uh, you know, by itself. It's going to be about that mobile device in relation to some other geo uh, aware uh, object you know we started we've started to see little bits and pieces of this but um but yeah i think 2012 was a testing bed for 2013. Uh, mm -hmm. i love that i love these predictions so that's number one number two um you know i'm going to call it the uh, context driven app uh, you know simple way to put it and i i think there's two aspects to that um I think there's the one that we've started to see in 20, uh, 2012, which is, you know, the Google Nows, the Passbooks, the Grokker that we just talked about last week. Um, you know, there's others um, in, in, uh, in the Asian market, for example, you've got things like Wixen, um, uh, you know, in China, uh, Nimbus uh, over in India. You know, there's, there's quite a few of these kinds of things out there. And, and the, the premise of that, on the first hand, is you know, the app being smart, the app being, uh, you know, pushing things to you in a predictive way based on, you know, learning about your habits and behaviors and your desires and your wants and your location and time and all that kind of stuff. So, 
Um, you know, I think that's one aspect of it. The second aspect of it for me, though, is the one we haven't really seen yet. Um, and I think that we'll start to see some of this in 2013 and, and probably more in 2014. But I think we'll see the beginnings of this in 2013. And that is, you know, the way we get apps today. Uh, the way, um, you know, we, we hear about an app, um, you know, it's promoted, you know, on TV or on social media or something. We hear about it. We go, we download the thing from the app store, we play with it, and then it sits on our device and collects dust, you know, for the next, you know, 11 months until we say, oh, well, I'm not using that thing anymore. We delete it. I think that starts to go away in terms of how we consume apps. So I think what will happen is, is as we get to my first prediction, you know, we're, you know, buildings and other things become more intelligent. Um, then what will happen is, is apps will be built uh, the way that they're, they are today, but they'll be delivered to us completely in context when it's relevant to us. Um, so, for example, you know, you, you um, let's say there's an app for, you know, the uh, your, your local art gallery or museum or, or, you know, whatever. That's not an app that I need sitting on my device 24-7, 365 at all, right? Uh, I only really need it to enhance my experience while I'm going around the art gallery or the museum. And so as I approach, you know, the art gallery or museum, the building is intelligent. It's, it's, it's aware of what's happening around it, you know, using Wi-Fi and other, and other technologies. And it senses that I'm, I'm coming into the building from my mobile device. It pushes me a notification that says, hey, Rob, you know, welcome to, you know, the art gallery today. There's an app that can enhance your experience here. Would you like it? Yes. And then it pushes it down to me. I use it to you know, understand all the stuff I'm looking at in the art gallery as I'm walking around. It knows where I am in the building using indoor positioning, all that kind of stuff. And then when I leave the building, it, it pushes me another notification that says, hey, thanks for visiting us today. Would you like to join our, you know, our, uh, our family program or our loyalty program or whatever? Um, um, and... and you say yes, no, and then it says, would you like us to remove that app from your device now? Yes, no. And, and, and you say yes, and, it, and, it, and it's taken away. So it's not sitting there, you know, for the next year collecting dust on your phone, taking up real estate. It, it's completely contextual, relevant when it's relevant, time of day, all that kind of stuff. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that start to emerge in terms of how apps are pushed and consumed and, um, you know, and, and used. I think that uh, I, you know, I for one can't wait for that day, right? Because if you look at it, I've tried since I've gone to the iPhone five, I've tried to limit the number of apps that I actually have on this device. Because you know, what's the point of having four hundred apps on this device that are out of context? So the faster that context can come, I think is is the best part. And I think that it's it is that that is going to make these apps valuable. There are certain ones that are going to be on your phone the whole time. Like there are, there's no doubt, like the social networks, they come and they go, but there's always gonna be a Twitter app on your phone. There's always gonna be a Facebook app on your phone. There's always gonna be an email client on your phone and a text messaging client, done. Now it's about how do you bring your business onto my phone at the time that I need it the most. So when I walk into a mall, as you said, give me the mall app, right? But if I'm not thinking yeah. about it, I don't need it until I do. And I don't want to have to hunt for it. So I love that. I can't wait till these buildings are a little bit smarter. And this whole concept of uh, gaming the app stores goes away. And the value really comes yeah. out when it comes to uh, when it comes. To yeah, no, I, I think there's, there's huge potential in that. And, and, and I think, you know, somebody's, 
you, you know, the, the real estate companies, the guys who own all these, these properties are, are going to start to play a bigger role, uh, you know, around this kind of stuff in terms of, you know, just technologically empowering their buildings, uh, you know, to be able to do some of these kinds of things. So, you know, you know, one of the things we talked about last year uh, is there was some a report that came out that we covered as a resource somewhere along the way. I don't remember what episode, but, you know, indoor positioning being the next billion dollar market. Um, and I think that's just the start for me. It's not, you know, it's indoor positioning, but it's also the building being aware of, you know, who's coming into it as, you know, who's outside of it and what's going on uh, around it. Um, and, and in relation to the building across the street and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I think we're going to see some of that uh, start to happen in, in 2013. Yeah, and I'd love to see some of those companies. If not, maybe a CFU and I should just go ahead and start start one of those companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we should take our own advice here. <laughs> all right, and then the third prediction, uh, you know, is, is really a, a rehash of, of one from last year for me. Uh, you know, because I'm never going to go off this 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 uh, thing, which is you know, data. You know, it's all about data. Data is the is absolutely the new oil right now. Um, you know, and you know, we talked about a couple of companies recently, um, but I'll sum it up in three three quick ways why I think data is going to be such a big thing in 2013. The first is you know, I think some of the uh, new the new players that emerged over the last two years, companies like Factual locationary, you know, guys who, you know, are playing a big role uh, around, you know, just, you know, sort of empowering other businesses, you know, with, with location data are going to have huge, huge years uh, in, in 2013. I mean, these guys, you know, guys like Factual in particular, for me, are going to have a huge year in 2013, uh, without doubt. You know, they just have great data. Uh, you know, Locate, you know, people like that. Um, uh, Skyhook. You know all these guys you know, that ha that are you know been collecting data of various types around location are gonna you know are gonna start to reap the benefits of that and and you know to your point that you always bring up Rob is you know where's the money where's the revenue in these companies these are companies who are making money who are licensing data um, and and are going to have huge huge years in 2013 so that's the one aspect of, of data the second is um, you know, one that I talked about a little bit last year, um, and, and that is, you know, consumers being aware of their data being valuable um, and starting, you know, the, yes. the emergence of new business models. I talked about personal and singly last year, you know, but, but even, you know, here, here's one we haven't talked about on the show at all. Uh, you know, look at a company like Karma. I don't know if you've heard yep. of Karma, yep. Rob, but, you know, like here, here what you have now is, you know, business models emerging around taking things like, you know, if you go and get a personal Wi-Fi hotspot, you know, mobile hotspot, okay, and you turn the thing on, and now you can share that with other people around you, okay, and when other people connect to your mobile hotspot, you get money for that, or you get, you know, additional uh, gigabytes of, of, of time for free. Just for sharing your Wi-Fi hotspot with other people, that is a form of data sharing. That's a form of monetization of data in different ways that you know we haven't seen yet. Purely based on where you are, you know who's around you. You know it is all location in that context. So I think we're going to see lots of interesting things like that emerge in, in 2013. And the third one, you know, all again, this is all around data, is the clear story kind of stuff that we talked. About. You know, I love this company, Clear Story. It's one of my companies to watch for 2013. 
Um, you know, and there's others like uh, Platfora, uh, Data Hero, um, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Chartio uh, is another one. Uh, so, so there's a bunch of these companies out there that, you know, are all about understanding um, and building sort of structural models around storage of data, access to data. And for me, you know, the way I, lo I look at data now is changed a lot in the last 24 months, for sure. You know, it was, you know, sort of the old world of Oracle, Sybase, you know, databases, you know, from, you know, you and I in the 90s and all the companies we worked with, uh, you know, in, in the early 2000s, um, you know, and how data was, was structured. You know, and then we saw this shift in the last couple of years to cloud, um, you know, and all the data sort of being stored in the cloud. And that's kind of where we are right now. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to shift again uh, to not the cloud as we understand it today, but, you know, the data really being stored at the uh, user, consumer, mobile device level. Um, and so, you know, I love this term where, you know, the way we call data, the way we access data will, is not going to be, you know, simply making a call to a database and retrieving information as we've done in the past. It's going to be a call to you know the people around us that have the information that we need in context you know when we need it so it becomes about interrogating the world not interrogating a database a specific database um, and so that for me is is a huge shift around the way data you know looks uh, in, in 2013 jeez I see remind me to go first next time What's that? Remind me to go first next time, next year, because uh, mine are going to seem pedantic toward compared to what you've just put out there. <laughs> uh, one. I think I think that mobile's cool. It's going to get cooler in 2013. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I I can't echo that enough. Uh, you, you know, I think that the the move to to data and and creating value around that data is not just about reporting. It's exactly as you said. It's contextualizing that. And I think that the media has got to play into this a little bit more. And I don't mean hype it up anymore. I think start using these techniques more. I think that uh, when, it, when it comes to understanding who your audience is and putting context around it, like I think paywalls are interesting, but gamify the paywalls and, and leverage location and, and it'll change your business the way that you're talking about doing it. And I think that 2013 is gonna be one of these years and I think that it's gonna go beyond that. But we're going to see a lot of these companies, and and I think that you should we should be watching these data deep dive data analytics companies that you've talked about as as just part of our, our our routine. Understand what they're doing with data, and understand how you can use it in your business. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So mind's blown. Mind's blown because of those. Now I I don't think that my predictions will will compare to that, but I'm going to give it a try. Okay. I completely disagree. All right. Well, you know I. I I'm taking it from a, a holistic, I'm a mobile guy. I love this industry. I, I breathe this industry. I love it so much that I get uh, I get angry when I hear you know people disparaging uh, its ability to change business and the fact that we've leveled playing fields and and small businesses that today we look at as micro businesses are going to be huge businesses with massive impact and the big companies that we've talked about in the past are going to be destroyed as a result of not embracing this and we're starting to see the cracks. Right, the fissures in some of these companies in their mobile strategies, and and I think that part of this is around how the living room is going to be shaped in 2013 and beyond. And we've started to see this battle. It's an insane battle that that guys like Microsoft are playing in, the guys like Hulu, 
Um, we've we've certainly got Netflix in there. We've got uh, Nintendo yeah. in there. We've got um, uh, we're about to get Apple in there. Um, and and I think that this and th now we've got these devices that compete for our attention in there. And, and everybody's talking this this second screen. And uh, you know, on, on my personal belief is that I think that. Um, Media companies around the world are going to wake up one day and realize what they've done. The same things that the newspapers industry did about five or no ten years ago, when they put all their content for free up online, and uh, they realized that you know ten years later that wasn't such a great idea. And they're trying to backtrack from that. I think this whole idea of ABC and NBC and CBS and Fox and CTV here in Canada offering a second screen solution that takes away from a live event that they have a captive audience for right now. It's going to hurt them, and they just don't know how much it's going to hurt them. But in the interim, these second screen mechanisms are now all of a sudden everywhere. Everybody's trying to get into this world. And I think that the battle for the, for the living room is what we're going to start to see shape in 2013, even more so. And instead of thinking about it as like a TV, a second screen, like a second screen for TV, these devices, I think that we're going to put these into like a, a contextualized, location-based media second screen. So whether you're driving the car and it's your radio and getting deeper context on an ad or a song, we're starting to see those kind of things, or complementary content that comes, f that is fed through the device based on your location, based on the data that the radio stations have, that the television networks have. I think that that's going to be huge. And I think that we're going to start to see this, the monetization of the tablet in the living room. You can't give away this stuff for free anymore. I'm not talking about episodic information. I'm talking about like the death of the DVD. You know, if you want your second uh, ending or an alternative ending or the bloopers, it's going to cost you 99 cents on your tablet. And I'd love to see more of this kind of monetization. Instead of spending 60 bucks on a box set, you're going to get the content for free, extras for a cost in your living room based on who you are, where you are, and how much money you've spent there. And I think that this opens up a huge opportunity because of the living room as context for advertisers, local, 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 hyper-local advertising, stuff that we've never seen before that we think works but hasn't really been tested on a grand level. I think that carriers and uh, payment processors are going to, and carriers, credit card companies, and Apple are going to have a huge banner year as a result of payments, as a result of owning that living room, because it's basically we're turning on 24 by 7 impulse buys based on the content that you're consuming on the television and the radio. I think this is going to be big. So media as the second screen, or the media second screen, I think, is, is what I'm looking at here uh, for this, if I could summarize that down, with a huge local media focus. I, I, I can't tell you how big this opportunity is. It's not going to land all in 2013, but we're going to start to see this. We're going to start to see some early winners on that. Uh, that's a big first prediction. Yeah, completely agree with that one. I, you know, obviously it's at the heart of you know the the reason for being of the LBMA. Um, you know, about you know integrated media. Uh, you know, uh, you know multi-screen engagement. Um, you know, in the screen, in, as you, just as you described, it's not only a television yeah. uh, and a tablet. It's it's wherever you are, um, anytime. You know, by factoring that data. Uh, so I'm all for it. In fact. Uh, you know, one of the things for 2013 in support of your prediction is you know, the LBMA uh, is going to be doing a bunch of events uh, that are looking specifically at that integration of screen um, and connecting, you know, and, and the leveraging of location data. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a, like a big year for this kind of stuff. Um, speculation yeah. that Apple's going to be releasing uh, some kind of television 
And, and you know, to your prediction about just dumb screens is that, uh, you know, I think that there's going to be a, a an active uh, movement towards simplicity of these screens. It's just going to be glass that we're looking at and powered by some kind of device. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see how this plays out. Boy, I can't wait. All right, my second, my second prediction, uh, if you can call it that, is um, I, I think that, you know, finally... You know, there's all these analysts that have talked about how big the mobile advertising industry is. And this is one of those things that, that drives me crazy because we're, we're talking about fictitious numbers here. We're talking about billions and billions of dollars in mobile advertising, uh, but it's it, they're not measurable right now. You can measure click-throughs and all those kind of things that we are, but I think that we're going to move from the fat finger friendly, uh, you know, CPM model uh, into a uh, location-based, me uh, you know, measured metrics like you know, when I put something in this app or on this website and or, you know, through my ears, through, a, you know, a, um, a digital radio, how many walk-ins did I get from that ad? How can I measure the number of walk-ins? How many how many bookings did I get or reservations? Um, mm -hmm. How many people bought on the spot? And I think that that's going to be the going forward is that, you know, if it costs me uh, $1,000 in advertising to get $100 in revenue, that doesn't work anymore. And I think that that's what we're seeing in this industry. We might get click-through rates, but it's the wrong measurement. These are inherently buy devices, right? This is These are action devices. These aren't research devices. We know the desktop is the research. These are action devices. So we need to create something that, that causes an action from these. And I think that we're going to finally shift from that stupid CPM model that is just... It, like, we can't bring that from the web. We have to stop it somehow. And it's going to be an abrupt pain. And I think that we're mature enough now in 2013 to do that, to move to a new measured or location-based measured metric uh, for uh, for this kind of mobile advertising. Man, I hope so. I just hope so. Because I would pay, and everybody would pay, a dollar to get a dollar twenty-five in business. Like, that's just, that's just, that's what these devices can do, right? So I, I hope that that, that happens. Um, that's my prediction for yeah, it's, it, I agree. It's going to be pain, super oh. painful. However, um, you know, I, I think the media buyers and, and they don't get it. They don't get it. You know, agency folks they don't that, get you know, it. Live and breathe CPM and and um, you know CPC and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they just you know, it, it's going it's going to be an extremely painful experience for them. And, and even just figuring out what those new metrics are, you know, how to track them, you know, dashboards, companies that have to be created around that. Um, a, a lot of work to be done, but yes, big opportunity, absolutely necessary. big opportunity. And I think that that's, I, I mean, I can't wait to see that happening because I, boy, oh boy, I, um, I, I love this industry and I think that, uh, CPMs spoil this industry. So, uh, especially when it comes to location, location is, yeah, I mean, it's the backbone of what we obviously about, of, of, um, it, uh, how would I describe it? It's the backbone of revenue for a lot of these companies. And I think that from a, from this standpoint, it has to happen. So, all right, my third one, this is this is maybe not a, a stretch, but uh, it is my prediction that this happens in 2013, has a huge relevance to, to location. And that is, I believe wholeheartedly that somebody, AKA Amazon is gonna crack the same day delivery riddle. I think that this is maybe not in Canada, but certainly in the United States. And I think that this is one of those uh, those things that is unreachable. We had in the dot-com days, we had, you know, grocery.com who would do same-day delivery of your groceries. They, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars and installed fridges inside of your uh, garage or outside of your garage, and they delivered groceries, and it was too, the cost to do it was just too prohibitive. But I do believe 
that uh, companies like Amazon, maybe even Walmart, will perfect the same day delivery. And I think that there's a location context to this that is unbelievable, especially for impulse buys and um, and you know, uh, you're sitting in front of your television, you're sitting at the office, you realize that you need um, groceries, and we've seen this inside of airports already. Remember we covered that story? Yep. Um, and I think it was uh, it was Heathrow or it was LAX. Gatwick. Yeah, yeah, and they had, uh, you know, basically you could order your groceries that you need when you get home, milk and bread and just limited amounts, and they would be at your house by the time you got home from the airport. And I think that that kind of, those kind of services will expand. Same-day delivery, man, I, I think that this changes the retail game, uh, changes the grocery game, it changes every game. And I think that uh, th that example from Gatwick Airport is just a beginning and I think we'll see many more of that in 2013. I think it's the panacea of, uh, of e-commerce. And I think that will be enabled by these devices and location. Can't wait. Yeah, I think you're, you're right again. Um, you know, and I think if, if that's, you know, just a quick little plug on, uh, you know, to support that. Uh, the Street Fight Summit, which is coming up, the one that got rescheduled because of the uh, Sandy uh, storm, it's happening January 15th, 16th. And I'm actually... Uh, moderating a panel discussion exactly on that subject mm. of uh, local delivery um, uh, or hyper-local uh, logistic services uh, on the 15th. So, you know, companies like Seamless, Postmates, Delivery.com, Zarly, all those guys play a role in that space. Um, you know, and especially Postmates and Seamless yeah. uh, in particular. Right? You know, those are the guys that you need to... Uh, be looking at it, you know, if you're thinking same day delivery. Um, yeah, you know, I even look at guys like uh, TaskRabbit as enablers for yeah. this, right? And and I think that there's an ecosystem already out there that that uh, of willing people that are are going to be you know able like Zarly who are going to be able to go out and and uh, and leverage. And I think that there's going to be some acquisitions in that space to be able to enable Amazon, uh, you know, local delivery or same day delivery. I think that that's yeah. that's going to be really interesting to see how 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 they play um, and uh, how Amazon gets into this or Walmart gets into this. And I can't wait. I think it's be very cool. That's it. Those are, those are our six predictions. Yeah. I'm sure you have some comments on this. Boy, I'm, I'm hoping you do. Uh, certainly if we don't, then we haven't pushed the envelope enough or you already know all of this and, and, or they're so far fetched that they, they aren't going to happen. So please <laughs> reach out. You know how to find us, Rob at Untether.tv or Asif at the LBMA.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments, and please leave them below wherever you find this. Just There's a bunch of comments. You can do it if you're on Untether.tv. Just leave leave your comments there, and we will share them on the next episode. It'll be really interesting to see that. Big, big six. All right, let's finish this off. Let's finish the year off in style. we got two companies here that we think, you guys out there, that we're going to be watching with close, abated breath uh, as to what they do in this industry and how what they do is going to influence how you use these tools, how you pay, what what you pay, and how you're marketed to. So, Asif, why don't, I'll let you go first again. You sure? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think your, your company... <laughs> Uh, is the is the Uber company uh, for 2013? It's going to be an interesting year for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, for for me, and I sort of alluded to this the other day uh, on the last show, but uh, for for me, the company for 2013 to watch is, is going to be Apple. Um, you know, and, and for for a lot of reasons. But you know, I'll, I'll start with the, you know the big one for me is is I think you know it, it's been a year of sort of settling in for Apple. You know, new leadership. Uh, and I think 2013 is really going to be the year where, you know, Cook has to step up and basically say, you know, I'm in charge, 
this is where we're going, this is the direction, this is the new Apple. Um, and I think it starts with, you know, the billions of dollars sitting in the bank in cash uh, that they have not used um, you know, to go out and really buy anything, um, you know, of note. Um, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the, the only company really of that size that's really sat there with, you know, on, on a pile of cash and not been doing acquisitions. Not big acquisitions. So I think 2013 no. is really the year where we're going to see Apple start to spend money and buy companies and, and start to bring stuff in-house. And I think for me, one of the companies on the radar for sure is at, at this point in time is Foursquare. Uh, they started to play around with, you know, we, and we just talked about this on the, on the last, uh, you know, a uh, couple of episodes, you know, the, the integration of, of Foursquare data uh, connected to, you know, Apple's own mapping uh, service. Um, but I think that's just, a, you know, sort of the start of, of a much bigger relationship, uh, potentially investment uh, leading to uh, full-on acquisition. Um, you know, and if it's not Foursquare, you know, it's something else like Yelp. Uh, who just bought Kite uh, a little while ago? Um, you know, it's going to be one of those, or you know, maybe both of those guys. You know, kind of rolled into uh, into an Apple. I think other companies that they're really interested in right now would be companies like Coupons.com, uh, that's been a big player in, in that space for a while. Could add a lot of value into Passbook. Um, you know, Location Labs and Placecast are another two that I put on the radar uh, because I think you know from a you know, Apple has to also think about now, you know, as they're fighting for market share, uh, you know, in an increasing, ever-growing way, um, you know, you know the, the carriers still play a big role. And, and I think, you know, if you can own technology that empowers the carrier as well, such as a placecast type of system uh, or location labs kind of stuff, then, you know, it puts you in an even stronger position, you know, to fight for that market share uh, that you want. And so, so I think Apple's going to spend a lot of money uh, in 2013. They're definitely a company to watch. Um, you know, the other two reasons that I, you know, I, I put Apple out there, other than you know, going out and spending money, is you know, you know, we talked about PayPal. I talked about PayPal last year and the power of that. You know, as, as one of the reasons for eBay. You know, iTunes is going to, you know, it's a massive payment vehicle in its own right. Um, you know, and people, a lot of people complain about the lack of NFC in the in the iPhone. You know, they don't need NFC, right? You know, they've got iTunes. You know, people, they've got millions and millions of people who are already paying for stuff uh, through Apple using iTunes. Um, they have millions and millions of credit cards uh, connected to that. People trust the system uh, to do those transactions, you know, when you're buying music or, you know, uh, TV shows or whatever it is you're buying. So, you know, you know I think there's a lot more that Apple's going to turn on via the Passbook, you know, functions. Um, you know, in 2013 that, you know, start to enable lots of other transactions, lots of other commerce, uh, you know, to happen that they're going to participate and take a piece of that along the way um, that has nothing to do with buying music or movies or, or TV shows, um, you know, but, you know, actual, you know, transactions around clothing and other merchandise and other things um, that, that they're going to empower. You know, and I think the, the, the third piece of the Apple uh, stool for me is, you know, one of the patents that they hold that you know, nobody really talks about is, you know, their, their NFC alternative technology, um, which is, you know, where everybody's talking about near field, you know, they're talking about magnetic fields. Um, they're talking about 
you know, every smartphone has a compass in it, it generates a magnetic field, we can use that information to figure out proximity to other devices, and we can transfer data using magnetic fields, so why do we need this NFC stuff? We have our own uh, over here, and we have a patent on it, and uh, only they know where that's going to go, but, you know, it's Apple, and they're going to do something phenomenal with it. Um, so by the time we see the iPhone 7, uh, whenever that is, um, you know, that's going to be a, a key component of, uh, of where they are, and, and it's going to be a major differentiator against, you know, the other device manufacturers in the space, for me, anyways. And so I'm all, I'm all about Apple, uh, have been for a long time now, but, um, you know, for me, 2013 is going to be a huge year. It's going to be the year that, um, you know, puts a stamp on the company. Couldn't uh, couldn't agree with you more. And when you bring in the the prospect of them, you know, to my prediction, just bring in the prospect of them owning the living room or whatever their TV device is. Yeah. Uh, it, TV, yeah. it just adds to that. And we've always felt this way. We've had many conversations about their their will, unwillingness to bring NFC. And why would they establish a market? Why would they why would they take people out of, out of their kingdom? By enabling other transaction opportunities on the device, and and I, you know, I can't tell you. I think that Passbook is 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 their future, is their gateway, and I think that this is going to be a very interesting interesting year for them. You know, there's so many people that are that are crapping on them right now because of results that are stellar. I, I you know, we'll, we'll see how this is. It's a competitive landscape, but they've never ever ever wanted to own the majority. They wanted uh, of devices or operating system installs. What they wanted to own which I love, is the majority of money going through these devices. And they do yeah. that. So Apple, a Seif's company to watch. I, I think that you should. All right, I, I, had, a, I had a hard time deciding. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, I, I had two. And I went with one. And that, that is square. I think that this is a, an interesting uh, year for this company in transition. My other one was Starbucks. And they're so closely related. But I always thought that Starbucks was this company that... Boy, are they ever on the forefront, the bleeding edge of integrating technology into their business? And and so watch Starbucks, but Square for me really, really, really owned it. And I think this is this it's a simple reason. Not because of their transactions, not because of the billions of dollars that go through it. I think it's a very thin margin business that is going to be um, a very competitive business based on carriers and credit card companies, established people that are already accepting payments, PayPal. This is, you're playing in a big, big, big business, and they've only had, what, $300 million invested in them? That's it. And, uh, and, and you're, you're competing against companies that have had billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars and have an, a worldwide infrastructure of payments and fraud detection. And all that. So it's, a very, uh, it's an uphill battle when it comes to that. But what I love about Square is uh, what I'm hoping happens to them in 2013 is they emerge as the solo-mo small business hero. And what I mean by that is just enabling these small businesses and helping these small businesses localized, very local small businesses, market themselves in their directories. And I think that, I think that this is a huge opportunity for uh, for Square to really own that the unbanked, so to speak, small business that don't accept credit card companies, don't accept credit cards because they can't do it. That have a challenge in onboarding their business in a marketing standpoint in mobile. And I think that these guys can really, really really enable it. And I think there's a huge caveat here. And I think it has a lot to do with Starbucks. They can do this if they don't start listening or get caught up in their own hype and their own press. And I think that we're starting to see that is that they're leaving the small business very quickly by signing deals with Starbucks. And I think that that from a profile standpoint is great. 
and it's going to enable some serious transactions. But their margins are thin, and they're giving it away. And I think that those kind of deals can hinder Square's growth. Isn't that funny? And I think that there's a huge opportunity. Let let the RIM lesson be a lesson here. The business model is that RIM owned the enterprise, and they were a very profitable company. They went into consumers and got hammered. And look what happened when they went after consumers. This company has been devastated because of that decision. And I think that Square has an opportunity to own small business, own the yep. solo mo, help these small businesses market the crap out of themselves who can't get on board with mobile right now or uh, mobile marketing. And um, and if they f focus on that 90% of small businesses that aren't enabled, uh, I think that there's a huge upswing to these guys. And maybe it's limiting. I have a limited vision of Square, but I, 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 I worry that they, they won't be able to compete in this space. No, I, I, I think you're bang on. I think they have, there, there's, you know, that, that small business market is, is just ripe for, uh, you know, for, uh, for acquisition right now. There's a lot of these guys that are looking for alternative payment solutions. I, I talk to lots of these guys you know, on a regular basis. You know, for you know, so I I, I like your pick. I, I think Square is gonna. It's gonna be an interesting yes. year for Square. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, and one of the things one of the things for me around Square is you know, is the un un underexplored relationship between Square and Twitter. Obviously, you have you know common uh, ownership uh, there going on with Jack Dorsey uh, founding both companies. Um, you know, I think as Twitter starts to go more local. Um, you know, and, and do more sort of uh, you know, it's explore its own revenue models, you know, around local um, and, and and small business in particular. Um, you know, there's there's a potential relationship between small businesses, you know, having hyper local Twitter activity and accounts and advertising going on, uh, you know, on the Twitter uh, framework and, and a and a commerce transaction, you know, being enabled by a square. Right. You know, I'd like to see that uh, explored a little Imagine. bit. Imagine. Those two companies coming together, um, one buying the other, ultimately, I think is what it would be. Like, Twitter is a is an enabler of commerce. It's just waiting to be enabled. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this this stuff that's going on right now, this battle for filter garbage, uh, is all about user acquisition and um, and keeping users in. This is this is not the bigger battle that all these guys should be fighting. It isn't about filters and photos. It's about enabling commerce. But there's a there's stepping stones to this, and that's what people have got to understand is that. Photos right now are the stepping stone to users, which are the stepping stone to enabling commerce. And maybe Square is that enablement piece for Twitter, or Twitter is that enablement piece for Square. I don't know, but it's going to be. I'm with. I'd love to see how that matches up. And there's no reason why yeah. they can they couldn't do it, uh, other than maybe some, yeah, some competitive issues. Cool. So those are that. Uh, so the companies to watch: Apple and Square with a little side of Starbucks, a little shot of Starbucks, a little Starbucks latte on the side. Um, Love to hear your thoughts on that. Everyone out there, you know, we have had such a great year doing this. Uh, it's been a blast. You know, we are not pros, which is pretty obvious. We've become much better and much more comfortable doing this, but there's so much room to grow. We can't wait to bring you another 52 episodes in 2013. Um, but before we wrap up for the year, I want to draw attention to one thing, Asif. You and I both participated in this. This is uh, a book. A book. Remember this? A book. This is called The Everything Guide to Mobile Apps, and it is coming out in sometime in January, if I wish I knew. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can do a search on Amazon. And uh, Asif and I wrote chapters in this book. If you can believe it, we wrote chapters in this book. 
Um, so take a look at the Everything Guide on Amazon.com or any of your favorite retailers. It's the Everything Guide to Mobile Apps, and it's coming out before, um, uh, I, I think, before the beginning of February. So it's sometime in January, and we'll keep pushing this. But please go and take a look at it. And the, you know, the, I think there are 22 chapters, all by different people in the mobile industry and the location in the marketing industry. Can't wait for you guys to read it. Can't wait to see it. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's, uh, it was fun to participate in, and uh, from what I've been able to gather so far, and some of the other folks that, that I participated, I think it's it's well worth the uh, you know the money that it's going to be out there, and and, and uh, I would definitely take a look at it. It's um, yeah, Peggy Ann Salts and crew. Yes, we uh, love Peggy, and um, yeah, it's nine dollars and seventy two cents. I think I think you guys can afford that. <clears throat> we don't get any royalties, but if you want to flip us a buck, that that'd be fine. Buy us a coffee the next time yeah. you see us. So that wraps up episode number one ten, our prediction show. Um, Asif, I think that uh, this has been a stellar, stellar, stellar year for the industry, for this podcast, the growth, the numbers we were looking at just before we went live are, are really impressive. And we owe it all to the fine folks out there who are listening and who are watching this and who come back every week, every two weeks, every month. It doesn't matter how often you come back, just as long as you take a little bit of this with you and we're ex at least giving you a little bit of insight into this industry and we're learning as we go which is the greatest thing of all we're discovering these companies and I, I would hope that you guys have taken some of these lessons out there and used it for you for good for your business shifted your business and we've had great emails from people who said hey listen i learned how to uh, speak english from listening to your podcast maybe maybe not the main <laughs> focus uh, to people who have said listen i've started businesses as a result of of your podcast and i've stayed abreast of what's going on for my company as a result of your podcast. So to you guys out there, I thank you. And I wish you all the best in the coming 2013. And please reach out, man. We would love to hear more from you. Successes, failures, fundings. This is this is your this is your way of reaching our audience, which is growing. Yeah, absolutely love doing this show. Uh, we really, really appreciate the feedback. Um, you know, and, and for whatever reason, if you haven't joined the location-based marketing association yet, you Why not? just do it. 2013's your year. Make it happen. Uh, we'd love to have you on board. Um, you know, there's big, big things coming uh, in 2013 for uh, for the LBMA as well, just in terms of more new chapters, expansion, events, all kinds of white papers and stuff uh, in the hopper. Uh, uh, lots of lots of more FaceTime with Rob. Um, so you know. Who wouldn't want that? Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be great. So uh, we're really looking forward to it. Really appreciate uh, everybody's uh, support out there. Um, and uh, yeah, 52 more episodes on the way. All right, everybody. So, Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2013. Asif, enjoy, buddy. Can't wait to see you next week. Cheers. All right. Take see care, you, everybody.